Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to this broadcast belongs to them. We are back. What? Oh, oh my God. Whoa. What is that? I think it's a smack-a-ma-gob. Oh. <laughs> smack <laughs> Damn, gremlins. I knew I shouldn't have bought that Japanese watch. <laughs> Welcome back. This week we are doing, well, now we're on to Merciful Fate, uh, Into the Unknown. Wow, oh, yeah. no. is that the newer one? Um, yeah, yeah. 2016, uh, I guess, yeah, reissue. That's, that's the one I got. Didn't they just reissue all, all of them this year? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but on picture disc. They didn't do the reissues yet with the all the albums. Right? I don't think so. I need, I need to get Melissa and all you gotta, the You got to get them, man. They're selling out. No, but, they're gone. They're, gone. They're all gone already. Yeah, I already tried to get it, Ugh, and I wanted to get them too, and that's gone too. But, uh, but they're not pictured as they're like colored vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah into I the unknown's the... orange. Return of the vampires blue. Which ones did I get? I got, I got. My buddy has a couple of them. I wasn't gonna buy them all over again. I just wanted to get a couple, like Melissa, Don't Break the Oath, and and uh, them. That's all I wanted. But they're all gone. I paid wow. enough for the Japanese version of Melissa I have. I'm good. And I have the Megaforce version with the yep. bit of extra stuff. So Them, <laughs> them is terrible. The, the 216, whatever reissue one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds oh, horrible. Uh, and and they add those stupid like rehearsals. It's like, what's the point? Oh, it doesn't even sound those rehearsals, you know? Right, Lisa? I don't know. I like that kind of shit, though. I I like it when they include that kind of shit, because then you can kind of see how things progress. Yeah, 
pointless, though. I it's think it's not that. really I was anything you say... sit and listen to, though. For, for me, it kind of depends on the album and what it means to me. For example, I agree with Ralph on this. I hate the rehearsal tracks they do on the King Diamond thing, but like Deaths, Scream Bloody Gore, I have the super duper deluxe edition box set with like working demos and rehearsals of the albums. And I just think it's fascinating to see how Chuck Schindler's songwriting developed mm. into what he turned into Scream Bloody Gore. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, a guide rehearsal track of his guide vocal to them for the guitars isn't uh, something to listen to again. It's posterity. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's it's not something to sit and listen to. I got a Celtic Frost compilation that has all these old demos and stuff. And hey. you could just hear, you know, they they were already pretty greasy and sloppy, you know, even in the studio. But boy, the rehearsals were like, whoo, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were pretty brutal. It was, it was raw. I'm a big fan of of, of Celtic Frost. But I love Celtic Frost. A very bla- blasphemous thing I'll say is that I can never get into um, Goddamn now Hellhammer. I can't get into. Oh it. yeah, it's it's I'm too rough. rough. Too rough. That's okay. They that's, moved on. That's it's really. I, hard, I respect <laughs> it and I have it, but I don't listen to it. I about uh, about about the earliest recordings I really consider quality from them are the one I think the demos Lisa is talking about actually they're called the fucking raw tapes it's raw right <laughs> yeah and it was the first Monday. demo they recorded but uh I love Celtic Frost they're a top 10 yeah. band for me and... well I, I was lucky I was able to get I got the EP oh, yeah. that was pretty cool on the clear, clear with black man, smoke I, you got I bought I bought that album before Melissa came out. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, that's why we had you on the show, man. I have the original press of that fucking. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And that and that we just held up, that's how the original press looks. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. Guy the other day was like, I got the original press and it had the white border. I was like, no. Oh, yeah. The white, yeah. The white border is the second press. Second press. Yeah. yeah, I have the original one, too. It's got the black border on it. This is, is pretty cool. It's, it's almost exactly... Pretty much it the same as exactly, the original. It's the same it is exactly, except I noticed in the bottom left corner of the back look kind of different, whatever's on there. Yeah, it's got the Metal Blade logo on there, whatever. Mine and one was, thing I wish... <coughs> go ahead. What was that? Mine was glued badly. Oh, yeah? My mm. first pressing. It was glued kind of cockeyed. So I don't know. <laughs> I, and one, one thing they didn't do, and it, it would have been kind of cool, is you know, remember how they had the writings on the uh, the record? On the original uh-huh. press, they didn't do it on this one. What do you mean writings? They they had like a, a something that said um, the engraving around the. Oh, the engraving on the yeah yeah yeah. yeah. They didn't do that on that, but whatever. And I I did get the uh, don't break the oath. Really cool color. Ooh, the, uh, yeah, I wish I could have got that. Yeah. The only, and the only reason I wish I could have got that is because of that back cover. Yes, that's why I wanted this one because it has the original <laughs> cover. Yeah. Did you see what I put up on Facebook like a couple days ago? That Merciful Fate concert I've never seen before? Yes. Yes, yeah, yes I watched cool. that. That was awesome. It has that, that entrance. Oh, really? And where King comes out. That's just, It has that stage on that fucking video. Oh, wow. Yep. That ass. Cool. It's, it's before Don't Break the Oath came out, but uh, Gypsies played. and yeah, yeah, that I heard. Yeah, that was cool. It, it was right before the album was about to come out. His voice was strong AF. Oh, that's an amazing oh, video, too. I already burned it on DVD. Oh, yeah? Right, cool. Yeah, I, I got to sit there and watch it. 
And then I did, I did get Melissa, and I got the yellow and the red. So that's that looks pretty cool too. Nice. I like the I like the clear ones. Clear ones. Well, nice. that Merciful Fate bootleg I'm talking about, it's a little rough in the beginning, mm. and then you can see they put they tacked it onto the rest of the show, which was on a better quality video. Yeah, and it looks amazing. Like you know, after like 12 minutes, it looked really amazing. Wow. Yeah, I gotta watch the rest. Well, of I've got a Pepsi, and I got it myself because she <laughs> wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> I, I got this. It's a fucking classic. <laughs> All right, we'll take your word. <laughs> uh, um, this show. That album is worth owning for dissident aggressor and call for the priest. Oh, well, there you go. No, of course they wrote good song. Sinner, Starbreaker, Raw Deal. No. Well, for me, the definitive version of Starbreaker is on uh, Unleashed in the East, mostly because I heard that first. Yeah, timelines, everything. Yeah. You don't like hand claps? <laughs> yeah, I was going to try to skate around that, but that's a big factor in it. Um, I think Roger Glover tried to make him sound a little too much like Deep Purple in certain spots. You can definitely tell which songs the band produced themselves and which songs he did. Yeah. But, yeah, Sinner and especially Dissident Aggressor and Call for the Priest, that's when you first hear what they were going to be. That mm-hmm. I agree with Ralph there. That's the game changer. Yeah. All right, well, this King Diamond podcast is brought to you by the queen, the Dairy Queen. <laughs> and we will get into the unknown right now. Unknown. We'll start with Lucifer. I mean, it's just like a silly intro, but you were talking earlier, Greg. You don't like this cover, this little intro to the album. I don't like it. It's campy and it's lazy. I mean, King yeah. Diamond is much more creative than that. I've seen that, that That's something Glenn Benton would come up with because he'd be, it's the reverse of Christianity and I'm Glenn Benton and fuck God. Ah. But um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I mean, look at what he did at the beginning of the oath on Don't Break the Oath, right. you know. He ba- wrote poetry, basically, and here it's just, it seems lazy to me because he just kind of sections up a existing prayer and reverses it. No, I'll, and, uh, I'll take it a step further. Yes, it's them trying to do the oath, mm-hmm. but it's not creepy. It sucks. The sound it sounds like a Disney. Like there's a little it, monkey in the background. It sounds <laughs> like a soundtrack <laughs> to a 1980s Empire Films B-movie like Dolls. That <laughs> oh no, here comes a monster on a string. It's a terrible. I don't know. You feel the same way, Lisa? Yeah, it's cheesy. Yeah. Oh, Come home for us. <laughs> I mean, the best part of it is I'm not afraid at all. Yeah. No, no yeah. time chilling moment. Nothing. Nothing. Meh. Turn this one. Oh, one thing I did forget to mention. Uh, this is the fifth album, released in 1996, and it is the most commercially successful Merciful Fate album to date. I don't what? get it. Yep, and it peaked at number 31 in the finished charts. In the finished well, charts. Only album of theirs. In my opinion, I can I kind of see how it was so successful single-wise because, quite frankly, The Uninvited Guest is the strongest single they did out of the albums they had done in the 90s at this point. That's I love that song. 
I think it I think it sold well from the strength of the two before it built up the yeah. momentum. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's definitely part of it. But I mean for a leadoff single, it's definitely stronger than what they chose for time, I just feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Actually they they released the first song as a, yeah, a single on each of those albums. Egypt and then uh, Nightmare. How was Nightmare Be my, Thy Name? And then, yeah, I so think Nightmare Be Thy Name. I, yeah. I, I was lucky because at that time, I still had Headbangers Ball because yeah. MTV canceled it. But I had Latin MTV, which was broadcast oh. just blocks from my house where I met Ozzy. And oh. um, they would broadcast it on our cable system here on the beach, but nowhere else in the United States. It was only shown in Latin America. So I, I got an interview with King Diamond, I taped from that era. Uh, an uninvited guest, I got to see that video. At, you know, By then, MTV wasn't showing that no more. Yeah. Yeah, those were the shitty times. That's when yep. nobody cared about metal anymore. But those Latin people, man, I mean, you want to talk about the most dedicated metal fans in the planet is Latin yeah. America. No yeah. doubt. Definitely. And also, too, the most notable thing is Snowy Shore is gone. And uh, I can't pronounce his name, but Bjorn T. Holm. Uh, he's now on drums. And uh, I, I actually, uh, I believe it's on this interview, because Michael Dinner is going to be at the end of the show. He talks about uh, Bjorn, and he was almost going to be the drummer before uh, Kim Russ. He could have been the drummer yeah. before Kim So, but Good thing he was... He was. <laughs> I don't care how good he is. Kim Ruz was the perfect fit. Yeah, he was oh, the perfect yeah. fit at that time. Yeah, definitely. So Yarn. things worked out the way they did for a reason. So, but he's on this album, and I think he does a, a really good job. You know, uh, uninvited guest. Oh yeah, I, I get a I get a real <laughs> evil vibe from that track. It kicks off the album really strong. Oh yeah, guitars are great. Um, I re- I really enjoy Barney Bjorn, whatever his name is. Barney, uh, I apologize. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of. Lit. Anyway, <laughs> if only he would have came on the show, we'd be I able really, to pronounce your name. <laughs> I, I really enjoy his drumming on here, especially on like the first three or four tracks. Yeah, he he did a yeah. really great job. Yeah, it's a crushing song. Pretty straightforward for them. Very few changes that are not, you know, as adventurous as what you would expect from uh, Merciful Fate. But that's nitpicking. It's a great song, regardless. Oh yeah, and the video was awesome. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I didn't have the luxury of Latin MTV. I had to go buy the uh, <laughs> Metal Meister compilation video for Metal Blade. That was how I saw it. But nice. It was worth the twenty bucks. Nice. <laughs> I, was not, I was not aware of that. I was yep. not aware of a video out there with it. Cool. Lisa? Yeah, Metal Blade well, used to release them. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Oh, no, don't be sorry. Yeah, it's a punishing song. It's got this weird, the intro solo, I finally listened to it with my headphones, mm. and it's like, yeah, the hard panning it one way yeah. or the other, and that was kind of cool. Uh, but, and I love the drums, the drums great, everybody's performance is great, but I'm going to throw a wet blanket on this. And I'm going to say that those drums sound like wet pillows to me. I yeah. don't like hmm. those drums, man. It sounds like, you know, soggy phone books being hit with stick <laughs> or something. And the vocals aren't tucked in. My main issue with this album is the mix. 
It's yeah. the mix. It bothers me. And it makes it harder for me to enjoy even the kick ass because I have other issues with this album. But main thing is that is some about the mix. Everything is not tucked in. It almost sounds like it was it was under mastered in a way. Mm. And I don't know if it was because, hey, it's the 90s. We want to get with the times. And they wanted they were trying to do something. It just sounded like they were trying to do something. And I don't I don't think it worked. Mm. Not for me. It didn't work for me. And the vocals were drier than normal. And it just sounded fucking weird. But. That's a killer song. Even though the first line is like, "There's a little old lady," and I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I think there was a little bit of this going on in the yeah. making of the record. Quite possibly. Oh yeah, I mean, you can kind of tell in the writing of this one. Very seventies vibe. A lot of groove. Yeah, but I love how it starts off. It's just you know, with a, that double dun, bass. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, dun, and um, and like you mentioned that that solo would go back and forth. That's that was awesome, you know. And I don't mind the production. I but... like Eva's, uh, Lisa's evil face there playing drums. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I could really use his company. <laughs> But uh, it's really great, and uh, I don't know. I, I don't mind. When I first heard it, yes, I, I did feel the same about the the production and the sound of the album because coming from the albums before, they were like kind of bright sounding and you know really almost overproduced in a way. And this is like underproduced, wow. but it's a very heavy album. This is probably the heaviest sounding they've been in a long time, you know. And it just sounds kind of even like how the the first two albums were. They were underproduced. Kind of yeah, it sounds and dirty this, like that. Yeah, yeah. and this kind of has that same feel. Heavier? I it's just heavier. The, the guitars are like really, I don't know. To me, they well, just not heavier heavy. than the first two records. But yeah, I do think it sounds heavier than time and yeah, heavier heavier than than time. Time. French, French right. ass guitars too. That's crunchy. What's he talking about? <laughs> and I love the crunch. The crunch just the stay crunch. out of the bike shop, Arnold. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> Yeah, wow, man. I, I, I saw that not too long. Dudley. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Dudley, man. Dudley got diddled. <laughs> well, those are the facts of life. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's one of my favorite Merciful Fate songs. Uh, Ghost of hey, 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 Ralph, do you think he Listen. rang the bell when he did it? <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> it'll be the first edit I have to do on a King Diamond show. Uh, <laughs> <go> <laughs> All right, moving from pedophilia back to the album. <laughs> now I got that picture of, of, of Dudley standing there with no shirt on. Thanks, <laughs> Dudley. <laughs> oh, God. oh, man, that stuff really carbonates when you choke on it. <laughs> Dudley. Have you ever met somebody called Dudley? Oh, yeah, there's Dudley Moore, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know Dudley. <laughs> He's English. I know Dudley. Uh, all right. That name sucks. All right, all right. Edit, so. edit. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Hey, hey, my name's Ralph. I'm telling you, I, I it's even worse than Dudley. I'd rather be a Dudley. I hate <laughs> my name. 
Ralph. I hate my name too. He yeah, said yeah, his Ralph. name was Ralph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, it's either that, like it, it explains throwing up or like sometimes I'm walking down the street and I think I'm somebody's calling me and it's actually a dog barking. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my name. Uh, and I, hate I could live because... with it if so many people didn't call me fucking Craig. I don't know why that C bothers me so much, but fuck whoever thought up the name Craig. Craig? <laughs> what, the C bothers you in Craig? Yeah, I hate that it's too close to Greg. It drives me nuts when people oh, call me I that. See. I hate how it sounds. Right. It's, funny, it's funny you mention that because we got a new guy at work. His name is Craig. But nobody Fucker. thought nobody nobody knew if his name was Greg, Craig, or Frank. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> well, it is a government <laughs> job. <laughs> so now we call we call him whatever now. It's, you I'm know sure we feel like. You got Wayne's World. Wayne's World. I got I that. Got that all the fucking time. Oh, yeah. I used to get Ralph Mouth because I'm an old guy from the seventies. Oh, Ralph Mouth. Oh man. And they would go Ralph Mouth, and I'm like, oh Where's, man, I never heard that before. Where's Posse? You, you know it's the worst though out of all of it. My drummer, who also drums for Ingvay Momstein, um, his name is Brian Wilson. Oh, and and there's always a, hey, hey, like the Beach Boys, and I get annoyed, and he does, and I'm like, dude, and he's like, I, I don't care. I was like, man, I I would get so annoyed with somebody. Con- it's like, yes, I know the Beach Boys. I've heard it a billion fucking times. I don't know how he does it. Oh, I, did they ever mention the uh, Bare Naked Lady song, Laying in Bed, like Brian Wilson did? I don't think he knows that song. I know a sax player named Pete Moss. <laughs> <laughs> a quick plug for him. He's got a band called Midnight Spell. Yeah. And they're about, oh, to, yeah, seen that. they're about to release an album. They just got signed. And I got an advanced copy of it. It's unbelievable. Look up Midnight Spell. Sky Destroyer and the, the new singles out called Blood for Blood, I think. Check it out; they are so amazing. You're gonna love it if you love the traditional metal. Yeah, have them come yeah, on I, the show. We'd love to have them on. Send me the uh, thing or tell them to contact me. You know, I, I I will, but let's wait till the the pre-orders start. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be cool. All right, back to the show. Ghost of Change. Uh, to me, another great song, some great grooves, guitars, mm-hmm. uh, very melodic vocals in this one, and a catchy chorus. And I love in the middle of the song where it like kind of slows down, you know, yep. Yep. and it sounds like something that that used to be that would that they used on the uh, well, you know, I think this album was released. Oh no, because they had uh, Graveyard after this, right? But it, yeah. it reminds me of something that would be on like House of God, in a way. It sounds very similar to House of God song. I don't know which one. What's but... that poster behind you, Wayne? Uh, just the poster that says Merciful Fate. It's the poster that's inside the um, the record. Oh, then I must have it as well. Yeah. You should. Okay. Yeah, this oh. is a cool song, man. This I love the cool riffs. I like song. it. A lot of good riffs. It's kind of funky. It's kind of boom-chucky. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, but it's it, to me, it sounds like a King Diamond song. I mean, I think yeah. King Diamond wrote it. It sounds like it could be on a King Diamond album. And one thing I... I love is that last solo by Michael Denner. Mm. That is a beautiful solo. He's like channeling Glenn Tipton melodic beauty. Yep. It's it's great. Love it. Yeah, good stuff. Ralph? I, I, I like uninvited guests, you know, it has some changes, but not like those mind-blowing changes we're accustomed to by mm. 
Merciful Fate. Musically, yeah. I think the song rules, but I gotta be honest, man, I'm not too crazy with King's vocals on it and how he delivers his song. Does yeah. not. I like it musically, though. Hmm. Yeah, now that you mentioned that, there's not a lot of um, like progressive things in this album. Every song is almost straightforward. Yeah, I, I mentioned that later in my notes. It's kind yeah. of like not every song, but there's a lot of songs that have that yeah. vibe that what we just heard with the first two songs. Yeah. yeah. Greg? I like it because of mm-hmm. that. Actually, it's very straightforward. I think it rocks pretty hard because it's kind of focused. I do miss the more progressive elements, but I mm-hmm. I really like his vocal delivery on this song, especially when he's doing Ghost to Change. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds really cool, but... um. I don't know. He did, um, like Lisa was saying about the production, where it's kind of flat. Kind of seems like he's not using the full power of his voice on this one. But he does soon. Yeah. yeah. yeah he but um, oh, it gets crazy. I, just, I I love the riffs in this song. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, it's a, it's a really good song. But I yeah. feel King is kind of lazy on it. It's yeah. not what I would expect from King because King puts so much into his vocal performances in every song that we've talked about so far even the songs i'm not even that crazy about that we talked up to this point king still tries and this one it just doesn't i don't know it's Mm. he is doing he is doing trying to do something different but it just but you know it's not science it's a personal opinion i just it just does nothing for me like what king usually does like Mm. in the next track yes listen to the bill Mm. Yeah, this is my favorite vocals he does on the whole album. Really? That's awesome. Yes. Listen to the bell. It's <laughs> And it just might tell you why. It's very menacing how he uh, delivers mm-hmm. this. Just, yeah. Yes. Now, this is the king I know, you know. And I yeah. think this track is a total riff fest. Um, yes, it is. Killer riffs in this song. And uh, I just. Reminds love- me of that. Hell yeah, it reminds me of the first time I heard Bread Fan by Budgie. Just a nice, thick, chunky uh, riffs, man. Yeah. Yeah, this song sounds like Merciful Fate to me. Whereas the previous mm-hmm. song sound like this could be on a King Diamond album. This yeah. sounds like Merciful Fate to me. Mm-hmm. And it's cool, disharmony, dissonance, and the odd time riffs and shit. It's a little more proggy. I still think, though, the production, it 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 hurts the, it, it hurts the listening experience to me because the vocals don't sound tucked in and the drums sound like splat, splat, splat. But uh, and all, one thing that I thought was weird is is it fades out. And I think the song before it, I think the song before, I think both songs fade out. And there's more fade outs on this record. And that's not typically what they do. They usually have da 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 you know, they'll yeah, have some yeah, kind like, of ending that they'll write for. And also, he don't know how to pronounce Belfry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like Celtic Frost with that. Dethroned Impera. What's an Impera, man? I don't know. The best one ever was Destruction because it always sounded like they were saying, My Butcher! Instead of Mad My Butcher! My Butcher! <laughs> My butcher. <laughs> this is the best time! <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with you guys. You know, really cool song. Does a lot of really cool uh, things with his voice. A lot of good uh, fireworks, of man. Yeah, fireworks with his voice. Yeah. Uh, Fifteen men and a bottle of rum. This is where the album starts to get a little different. 
starts adding some new things in here. What? You know, <laughs> I know. What it's totally hell? random, right? Now he's writing songs about pirates. And, and... What in the hell? This is the turbo moment yeah. for me. This is the turbo moment. Like, what the hell? He's like, yo, ho, ho. <laughs> and oddly enough, Michael Denner wrote it, though. It says all by himself. Yeah. Really cool. Uh, well, I like this one. Uh, it's pretty uh, doomy sounding, I think, right? And um, kind of like the last album, I remember someone mentioning, uh, yeah, there's like a Sabbath type vibe on, on some of the songs in the last album. And I think, you know, they upped that a little bit more on this album, too. Um, it's slow, but you can uh, almost sing along with the guitar verses. I, I love the, the way those guitars, you know, fit with his vocals. Uh, and also, Bjorn really rips into the drums onto this one, like as it starts getting heavier. And uh, yeah, I like I like this song a lot. It it works. I mean, it's kind of a little corny, you know, talking about bottle of rum and all that stuff. But and a ship cool called song. the Unicorn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Charlie kicks ass on there though on the bass. He's gnarly picked. Oh yes, the bass. The bass kicks ass. A lot of bass on this album. It's so awesome. It's very crunchy sounding. Mm-hmm. It's got, and the song's got some really cool changes and all around I think it's a killer tune the 15 men in a bottle of rum is kind of groovy that little part mm-hmm. uh, you know the 15 men but you know, that's such a small little part of the song yeah. everything else is killer so and, I, I dig this after they do that though that part and then they, they get to that heavy part and the drums are doing that is that's awesome yeah that, that solo section the bottle of rum after that after that it's pure, like pure awesomeness yeah yeah Lisa well it's a weird subject matter to me because yeah. it's like he's basically singing about pirates that get drunk and get caught in a storm that's pretty much it right yeah pretty that much. doesn't sound like I I don't know where's Where's the ghosts of the pirates come back from the dead? And you know, right? I don't know. It's That's just a good point. Like merciful, lyrical materials. No afterlife in this song. <laughs> it's just something that happens during life. That's not. That's not merciful fate to me. This is what know, happens I, with, when you take microdot. <laughs> <laughs> If you're going to sing about life in a Merciful Fate song, you better make sure the devil shows up and takes them to hell like Dangerous Meeting. Thank you. You know? It it could have even been like Blackbeard's ghost shows up and beheads him or something. You know, I could even live with that because it's... uh, But um, this is another song that kind of almost seems like a... I don't know. That that part in the middle is kind of weird to me. <laughs> Which part? It's the whole fifteen men and a bottle of rum. It oh. really, yeah, it is weird. That really, but then after that, that really it's like... throws me off. Is good. Mm. I mean, I like it. It's a good song that just really bugs me, and it doesn't strike me as merciful fate. Is all it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb in the middle of the album. As much as I like the song, just lyrically and vocally, it doesn't make a lot of sense in context. Yeah, no, it's strange. But then after this, we get to the title track of the album, Into the Unknown. This is my favorite song on the album. I I think it's the best song on the album, but it's not my favorite. Yeah, it'd probably be mine as well. Yeah. 
I love that intro with the clean guitars, and and then right after that, it's like boom, the song kicks in like a really heavy, you know, really heavy uh, guitars and everything. And uh, there's some stuff in this song that reminds me a bit of slower version of Satan's Fall. A little bit, mm, kinda. Yeah. Uh, and I love those screams, like, "Oh yeah, you're going into the unknown." I love that stuff. That, that's really cool. I love I, that riff. Wait, that's can you do that without playing the record? <laughs> I, know you, I know you played the record. That wasn't you. Stop lip syncing, King oh, Diamond. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get close. I'm not that good. Anyway. Uh, all right, I'll talk. Uh, you know the. The open. Now I'm not complaining. The opening guitar sound it reminds me of a grunge song. Like right. yeah. it's kind of like what is this? Like you know, uh, Hooser Dams. I don't even know the damn. Yeah. Sounds like some like a local band that just learned how to play the guitars and you yeah, know use the acoustic old. pedal or something. And yeah, it totally sounds like this. What is this grunge <laughs> hippie yeah. music? Damn. Yeah, it rips, man. This is uh, you know, uh, it just. It, to me, it kicks into full merciful fate. Yeah. Tasty riffs and a lot of changes, killer verse and chorus, and an amazing breakdown with that eerie bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that this, bass is cool. It's like yeah. a Ryan. Yeah, it, it, this yeah. I think is a great overlook later fate track. You don't hear a lot of people when you talk about later fate, not really talk about Into the Unknown. But yeah. this song is, uh, yeah, I would say it's my favorite on here as well. Yeah, it's a good one. Lisa. Eh. Uh. I, I, I don't know. I, it's like it's like I love parts of the song, but the parts of the song seem clumsily jammed <clears throat> together to me. To me, it's it, it just needed some it needs surgery uh, to me. This song structurally structurally, I think the song is a hot mess. I think they smoke oh way too much God. weed. I think I you're think, smoking too much weed. <laughs> I, I think this song is. I think this song is a mess. But uh, like I said, there's big chunks of there's chunks of it and parts of it that I like. But it makes me want to edit the song. <laughs> but one thing I do like on the outro, they do this. He, I, I don't know who's playing guitar, but there's kind of this tone. You know, Tony Iommi would like play two solos on top of each other, and they're almost the same. Mm-hmm. And they kind of did that at the end. And to me, that was like a tip of the hat to Black Sabbath. I yeah. thought that was really cool. But and then the Ryan kind of sounding bass, you know that you know. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I thought that was cool. Like like I said, there's parts of it that I like, the sections of it that I like. I like some of the drum parts, or like three over four. But to, and the, the solos, there's a really cool dissonant solo in there. It's really out there. But I don't know, man. To me, I can't. I don't know. I I would I would have I would have rewritten I would have shuffled the song around a little more. As far as st- structure. Interesting. But that's just me. Yeah, it's all right. <coughs> Can't like everything. Great. Uh, dude, my my only real problem with the song is the the, the beginning doesn't really seem to connect well to the rest of that. But other than that, I and then love they it. did it again. See, I really don't feel that way about the rest of it, though. I feel like it's one of the smoother ones they've done. Reminds me a lot of how they sounded in the 80s, actually. That's true. But, yeah, no, it's just difference of opinion. But, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, 
one of my favorite riffs on the whole album is in this song. Now, when he's doing that, oh, yeah, you're going into the unknown. Yeah. That sounds fucking evil, man. Nice and crunchy, like Godzilla's footprint. Yeah, that's really cool. But And the solos are great in it. I The one Lisa mentioned, the real out there one, is my favorite, but... um. I think there's what, like three or four of them all together in that whole song. Yeah, something like that. There's a couple yeah. of solos. Each, each each one of them is just as good as the one before it, though. It's mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite songs for Merciful Fate overall. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a really good track. Uh, Under the spell. Uh, good song. Some cool chugging guitars. I like that a lot. Uh, not really much else going on in this song uh, that sticks out to me, but it's not a bad song. It's probably one of my le- least favorites on this album. Uh, Ralph. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, this this is going back to the straightforwardness. Yeah. You know, and even with the changes, it's, you know, it's like they're simplifying it, you know, mm. and if you listen to the riff under the solo, it mm. kind of sounds like My Sharona. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, you, you noticed that? I'm glad you said it because I was thinking about That's saying that, funny. but I was like, "Nah, they're just gonna think I'm high and be like, whatever." But <laughs> thank you. It does sound like my show. Greg, when I did listen to today, I was on Crystal Meth, so maybe it was. I don't do Crystal Meth, but I did inject tranquilizers <laughs> in my eyeballs. That shit's awesome. All right, really? so you've been hanging out with Vince Neil. Um, <laughs> that guy knows how to party. <laughs> Lisa. Does Lisa like this yeah, song? Yeah, I like this song. I think it's well-constructed. I like the, the bass tone. It's like a dirt, dirt kind of dirty bass. And it's one of those Muppet songs that they do. It's that <laughs> Halloween beat, you know? It's got that Halloween beat, uh, you know? And it has cowbell in it. Yeah, yes. there yeah. is cowbell in the song, that. which is kind of like okay, that's kind of weird. Uh, the the solos I think are great. Again, dinner dinner is like channeling Glenn Tipton with this cool melodic. I actually heard that that solo in that song, like toward the end, it's like Sherman is doing all his wah pedal shit, and the yeah. dinner does all this nice melodic stuff. And I, I was like, I would like to sit down and learn how to play that solo. I thought it was so fucking great. So it's it's yeah, like you said, it's 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 pretty straightforward. It's not like oh, I you know, it's not. I'm not going to be like remembering this song just walking down the street. But uh, <laughs> but I like it. I think it's a good. I think it's a good song. I think it's well constructed, and it's 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 it is it is very King Diamond. Yeah. It, this is another song that could be on King Diamond and not a Merciful Fate album. Yeah, Greg. It's very well constructed song, well written song. There's a couple of solos I like a lot, but it's it's just a little too straightforward to me. They lose me a little bit here. It sounds good within the context of the album, but it's it's not very memorable. It just kind of sounds like they channeled seventies priest, nailed the sound of it, and just kind of said, eh, whatever, when it came mm-hmm. to making it memorable. <laughs> Boy, Ralph, you must be except for the bass. <laughs> What's he doing? I think I think bass? this is the heaviest the bass sounds on the whole the album. Sounds really he gets gnarly. a really fucking cool, yeah, real gnarly groove going on this track. That's my favorite part of it. See, Ralph, you keep lifting your leg. You must be real flexible. 
I am uh, I'm I'm doing yoga and this podcast at the same time. <laughs> Dead time. He was the original model for the Starbucks cups. That's really him with his legs behind his head, not a mermaid. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> oh. Missing a vertebrae. Uh First, we get to doing uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, what the hell, the, the pirate song. Yes. And now we're now we're at the uh, uh, Little Red Riding Hood. What? <laughs> uh, what the fuck? But I mean, really, this album, man. I'm sorry. You're doing a little bit of everything on this one. <laughs> Little Red Riding Hood. Little Red, but he does it pretty cool. I love this song. I, I remember... hate the opening. It, it oh, really... I think the, the oh, opening's that's... cool because. You don't like the opening? I think it's cool because you hear him using his real voice. You know, he's not. I do like that. He has a lovely singing voice. Yeah. Well, that part's cool, but yeah, I just. I love that part, and I just I love the chorus in this song. It's really cool, and and I like how he makes this sound like it's you know a, a pretty evil, you know, little story. It's cool. I like how he twists it, you know. But Little it's Red Riding Hood's kind of evil to begin with, you know. Yeah, so he's making it more. It sounds pretty Alice Cooper to me. It's yeah. kind of out there. Mm. It's out there. It is. I I think it's it's got a lot of cool riffs. It's got a lot of solos. But there's still a lot of it that like I rose my notes. Fucking weird. Were they stoned? <laughs> Acid rock. Still cool. Yeah. Very Alice Cooper. Yeah, it is. It's cool. I like it. I, I think it's. A I do like song. it. Well, it's I, and like I even wrote my notes here. I remember a lot of people hating this song. I can understand why. Ralph, how, what do you think of Dead Time? Show uh, <laughs> your feet. Um, lyrically, it's so goofy. This is my least favorite on here, and I'm not too crazy about that chorus, but I love how the chorus ends. Like yes. a, Whatever the fuck he said. I like how <laughs> it ends, but I, I, think, uh, I, I think the verses, uh, you know, the music going on when he's talking about Red Riding Hood, that shit is heavy and killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. it just dips for me during the... It's, that's why it's my least favorite on here. Uh, it's good, but some parts I just don't like. Yeah. Were you playing the album when you did that, or was that your voice? Were you lip-syncing, or was that you? <laughs> that was... That was... <laughs> not that talented, dude. Great. It's actually my foot! <laughs> He's got Calling Dr. Fuck! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, this one's a little weird. I, I, um, the chorus kind of bugs me. It doesn't really feel like it matches with the rest of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, has uh, it's, it feels kind of patchwork, and I, I just, mm-hmm. I really don't care for this one. I like isolated parts a lot. You know, the guitars sound great, but it just doesn't really hold up for me. It's a, it's a weird song. The story parts of it are awesome, but. The choruses just kind of ruin it. Uh, I will also say the first time I heard it, I loved it. Then when I heard it several more times, I was like, "No, I don't love it." (laughs) It's one of those songs that first listen, it's really was really cool to me. But then listening multiple times through the years, I'm kind of like, "Yeah, this ain't as good as I thought." Well, thankfully, (laughs) it's short. It's short. I think it might be the short, shortest Merciful Fate song. Aside from like an intro or something, I think it might be the shortest Merciful Fate song. More, more short. Uh, uh, no, Black Funeral is only two minutes and fifty seconds. Yeah, I figured that was. Really? 
Yeah, yeah. that's well, the shortest wow, one we did. Shit. Okay. There's they one, one line. A lot. Yeah. A lot in. Uh, there's one line in the beginning of the song. He goes, uh, "She's absolutely way too cute." I know. No, <laughs> he, no don't do don't, that. Don't say those words. Don't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, right. <laughs> It's it's almost maybe like a, he's going blind. Yeah. Yeah, could be. <laughs> uh, uh, getting to the end. Of- it's also, kind of like nuns have no fun type hmm. of like you know trying to be comedy kind of yeah. you know which you know you can say oh what are they doing be, doing silly funny stuff it's like well hey look at the EP you know nuns yeah. have no yeah. fun with the and it's a classic it's don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, that was never on a technically an album, so you know, can't really count that. One. <laughs> uh, Holy Water. I think this one's really cool. It's it's a basic ty- a rocker type song. It's my second favorite off of this album. I love the line. I'd rather drink from the well. I'd rather drink from the devil's well, and then I will go straight to hell. How much more evil can you get than that? You know, you just you don't give a shit no more. You know, really cool. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a, it's a great song. Really catchy shit on this one. Yeah, this is the most straightforward one on here. Yeah. No changes, I don't think at all. You know, again, you know, lyrics are still kind of goofy, but I'll put this one above <laughs> that time. You know, I mean, it is a fun song. It's heavy, and you know, it's it's funny, but not purposely funny. Right. You know, I don't want your holy water. It makes me burn or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of goofy, but I, I don't think King Diamond's trying to be goofy on it. No. But yeah, it's a, it's 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 fun. It's yeah. a fun song, so you know. I, I don't dislike it whatsoever. Lisa. His uh yeah, his vocal performance is just it's super hammy. Super <laughs> over the top. He is laying it on thick. So it's like crunchy peanut butter thick, man. <laughs> it's good. It's, it, you know, I don't think it's his best song. I mean, I think it, he, he wrote the song. I don't think it's his best song. But it, what I think I like about it, what I like about King Diamond's writing, is that it moves around different key centers. And he has this knack of, like, you have a whole intro in one key, and then he'll start singing the verse. Boom, you're in another key. Like, what the hell just happened? And it works. And yeah. it works. And he made it work in this song. And uh, like I said, I don't think it's his best song, but I think it's pretty cool. Greg. I like this one a lot. It's definitely the most straightforward one on here. And I think this is the one that sounds the most like Alice Cooper. Like, especially the verses when he's, I don't want that holy water. It sounds exactly like how how Alice would deliver something, like on Prince of Darkness when he's talking about Satan. He spits on love. He spits on life. It sounds really similar <laughs> to me, but I like that. It's really cool. Mm. But yeah, it's hammy, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to the last song. Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Uh, the Mad Arab Part 2. Uh, I wasn't crazy about part one, as we discussed on the other show. Uh, over time, it kind of grew on me. But this song, finally, this this one, cha- I you know, I love this song. This this one's really cool. I love how it's more straightforward than the other one is. This one's it's a little less chaotic. The other one seemed like it was a lot of uh, you know parts here thrown here and there. 
Um, I love parts in the song where he uses that growling death metal uh, type voice because he hasn't used that a lot in a long time, you know. Uh, and then I like that build up towards the end of the song with the double bass and uh, makes you really feel like this guy needs to hurry up and read this book, you know, before he dies or whatever. And it's just, you know, it's an awesome song. Great ending to this album. Ralph? Um, not as chaotic as the first one, like you said, but I think vocally. Yeah, vocally, it's all over the place. Yeah. Pretty chaotic. And I think that's what I like the most about it is King's delivery on the song. Um, but, you know, to be honest with you, I mean, why a sequel to Matt, Matt Arab? <laughs> you know, why not make it, in a, you know, sing about something else. You know, the Matt Arab is not, like, worthy enough to have a sequel. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's more about the Necro- Necronomicon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for Merciful Fate. I'm talking in the context of Merciful Fate. Like, you know, I can understand, you know, Melissa and Come, uh, Come to the Sabbath, the sequel there. And, you know, that to me makes more sense. Yeah. That's what I think. It's okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it more than part one. Yeah. Lisa? Well, there's a lot to like about it. You know, it starts with the outro of yeah. the first song, which yeah. I thought was kind of cool. It's like, okay, here, uh, last scene on Raised by Wolves, <laughs> you know, okay, we're going to go into this thing. And, uh, and the vocals are over the top. They're pretty fun. Uh, there's this quiet kind of Middle Eastern breakdown in the middle with the twangy guitars and yeah, the toms yeah. and the cymbals, and that's kind of cool. Uh, I like how the drums will turn the beat around. Yeah. Even though the music's still going on, the drummer turned the beat, flipped yeah. it. Uh, no, things I don't like about it, he sings along with the guitar melody. Mm. You know, he's singing, singing along with it, and to me, that's that, that. I mean, sometimes it works, but sometimes to me, that's lazy songwriting. It seemed like sometimes he had to put a lot of words to fit with those guitar yeah. lines. Yeah, yeah. And why don't you just come up with something that's not anything like that at all? So I think that, you know, I would, that's another one of these songs that's, that's still kind of a mess to me. And I, I would have preferred that they sat down and gone, yeah, let's, you know, let's work some more of this stuff out. If they just put their heads together and banged away at that song, Sherman and Diamond. If, uh, if they edited the song a bit, I, and this this is a weird like woo, 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 keyboard in there. What is that? Oh, I like it. This is the Stoner album. I think it this is, is it, their Stoner album. It yeah. Must be. yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot. Yeah. Your acid yeah. album, Greg. Uh, you guys pretty much covered everything. I really like this one. It has a real Lovecraftian feel to it. Although, I will say, this actually isn't the last song on my CD. I have the Japanese version, which ends with a oh, cover the of The Ripper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is a pretty damn good cover. I, I dig it. Even ch- I have, thanks to my friend from the, the Holy George that went to the Navy, and he was stationed in Japan, he got me the two CD version of the greatest tribute album I've ever heard called Tribute to the Gods. Yeah. And uh, that's on there. Uh, oh, cool. on there. That's where it originally came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of great stuff on there. Gamma Ray doing Exciter is unbelievable. Oh, Faith's Warning yeah. doing Saints in Hell. Halloween uh, Electric Hell. Eye. That's Halloween of Electric Eye on there. Yeah, yeah, I have the two CD version. In America, they combine both of them. 
Well, they no. What they did was they they combined it, yeah. But they they took songs away. Yeah, they made no, it for one, CD. one CD. But I have. Yeah, yeah my, no, I want I want to get that second one because I have a, Yeah, I haven't. Oh, missing a lot. No, but there's you know on both <laughs> CDs they combined you know not they didn't release just one CD over here they they released a combination of both CDs because Ice Earth oh, really? Ice does the Ripper as well. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. another. Yeah, because the one I have has uh, both Ice Earth and Merciful Fate's cover of the Ripper on it. What's I have really one. cool is a band called Heaven's Gate I never heard of. They do an amazing version of the Sentinel. It's so badass. It's so. You never heard of Heaven's Gate? No. Really? No, they're really good. They're not around no more. They're, they're broken up. But well, that that version they do smokes. Yeah, and, they're a good uh, band. Nevermore does Love Bites, and it doesn't sound nothing like Love Bites no. at all. No. It sounds. It doesn't even sound like Nevermore. It's like very industrial. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. doesn't even sound like Nevermore. That's true. But the, oh no, I'm thinking of the wrong album. But yeah, that, that is that is a good tribute album. It's my favorite one. I've yeah. ever heard. Well, that one and the Dio one is a good one too. Yeah, uh, the Dio album works. There's a couple of what Holy Dio or the one that oh, Holy Dio. Yeah, that, that has Doro. The chains are on that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that one's really I good love too. Her. That's good shit right there. But back to the Muscle Fate album. Uh, there's not many bad songs on here. I mean, this is one of my favorite Muscle Fate albums. You know, it's very heavy. Even though the production's a little wonky, it's different. Uh, the production's a little wonky, but I really like it, you know? Um, yeah, it's it's actually the last album of theirs that I can listen to all the way through without really skipping wow. any songs. I love one that we'll talk about later. Uh it's it's hard, yeah. I like one of them. The next album we do a Muscle Fate. I don't know. It's this going to be a tough one to get through. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, of I don't look forward to that. They really shit the bed there. <laughs> I I I can't even be nice about it. That album is just so below quality for Merciful Fate. I I hope I can change my mind listening to it again, but I don't know. I got a bunch of shit saying bad stuff about that album on on the King Diamond group, but whatever. You don't yeah, cheat. yeah, but you're just talking about a bunch of fucking nerds I know. that you sit think, around oh, and they watch our show. And listen to King Diamond all day. I know. Yeah, this is not oh, the worship. I guess edit that. Show. This is not. This is not a worship program. No, this is our opinions yeah. on the albums. Whether we like okay. it or not, too bad. If you don't like them, then don't watch the show. What I got to tell you? Exactly. Uh, all right, so I get this album. I wrote a ten here, but it's not a ten. I, I'll give it like a nine, for me. I think it's it's good. Yeah, I'd give it like a eight point five. Lisa, I'll give it a seven or a seven point five. The second half of this album mostly, and I remember I had the cassette, and mm. it was the second side that I was like, eh. <laughs> "What do you like?" Huh? You <laughs> what? What do you like? <laughs> Okay. Meh. <laughs> That's my schmuckamagob. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I give this one a nine overall. I like it a lot. I think it's a really strong album. It's just the the intro and dead time I don't really like. I mean, um, it's a little different for Merciful Fate, but uh, it's got a lot of common with uh, you know, like Priest and Sabbath and Budgie and. I really like that type of stuff, and that's why I really like the straightforward nature of this one. Yeah, yeah, some good. Stuff. And it's got some great guitars on it. 
Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Raph, what do we got going on? Anything? Oh, what do I got going on? Yeah, anything? I know you're recording a lot of shit now. You got, yeah, you're recording still recording. I mean, I haven't recorded the last two weeks, but we're still in the process of writing a new album. And uh, I got a new project called, well, it's not new. I have a project called Old Leather. I don't know if I mentioned that on the show. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah Old Leather is something I recorded years ago, but the the recording got all fucked up. So I'm redoing it. And it might either be this weekend, if not, definitely the weekend later. It's awesome it's really good traditional metal and if he could if he becomes really popular i will definitely be going to jail because there's a song <laughs> oh i, I did wrote, hear that yeah there's a song yeah. i wrote on there that would be illegal you know because you're not <laughs> supposed to promote suicide but i do in this song big time i'm telling themselves <laughs> with heavy metal uh, it's called heavy metal suicide it's a song about like, peace, peace and ozzy and you know, it's got lovely, you know, the, the, uh, get, uh, point the gun at your eye, sewer, uh, heavy metal suicide. No better way for you to die with heavy metal suicide. It's beautiful. <laughs> I can beautiful. dig it. Heavy metal poetry right there. But the beginning of the song is backward masking, and it mm. says, do not kill yourself. Uh, don't, uh, don't kill yourself. This is not promoting suicide. So please don't kill yourself. Unless you're a pedophile. <laughs> I should not do that and go, did you hear me, Dudley? <laughs> <laughs> it is a good song. You played on your radio show last week. Oh, you heard it. Yeah, I yeah, played I a yeah. rough version of it. Yeah. And it has yeah. little news. Uh, I put yeah, little, little snippets. Of the news of, you know, two young men killed themselves, the Judas Priest and, yeah. and Ozzy. And then the guy from the Ozzy documentary saying, get the gun. Shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah. I added all that in there. And it's really cool. Yeah, it came out really good. I do like it. Yeah. And that's a that that version's like very raw. That's mm. not going to be that way. It's going to be much more, better than that. But yeah, I figured I'd play it last week. Yeah, yeah, real real cool. Uh, Lisa, what do we got going on? Well, hey, uh, I finally got in the mail the August issue of Death Forever magazine. Which Never has heard. a feature. It's from Germany. Oh, yeah, wow. look at that. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Cool. You know, I play you all the time, Lisa, on my radio show. Did you hear yeah. when I played uh, her last week, uh, Wayne? No, no I, I came on when you were just putting your song on. It wasn't The Poisoner. It was one of the last songs. the second or last song maybe on the album. Right on. Thank you. Probably <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. This is Dio Malbe Venom song. What if Dio sang Venom? That's what it says. So actually, it's very good because I'm going to be in this. I'm in this magazine. I'm also going to be in another German magazine called Rock City Magazine. And so now uh, most of my CDs, uh, White Crone, The Poisoner, most of them I'm mailing to Germany, which is really annoying the guy at the post office because <laughs> those names are really long. Morgenstrasse, yeah. yeah. and they have to sit there and type it all in, yeah. and they're looking at me like, eh. "You got to, you got to, you got to do the click and ship, Lisa. You got to take care of that at home." Nah. You just go to the post office and you throw it at them. And say, "Here, mail I, us out." I do that. Can't a do lot. that with international. I do that a lot, Lisa. When I go to the post office, I, I rip off a stack of those papers, you know, that you need to add to the international. So I don't have to, like, fill it out there. I have everything signed. Like, oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I have a stack of them. You know, so that way, 
Because yep. I don't like going to the post office and writing it down because when you do that, somebody walks in and gets in front of you in the line. So it's like I like to go with everything prepared, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And yeah, but... some of those German letters are kind of squiggly and shit. It's like mm. it's like squiggle it right, you know, it's really annoying sometimes. Yeah, then they write the addresses is like where does what goes where? Like it doesn't make sense the way they write their addresses. Yeah. Just... Who knows? But uh, are you still selling your EP? What's going on with the EP that you have? The EP is going really good. I don't even do I have a copy of it. It's old girl. It's my uh, kind of Americana blues. Uh, it's around here somewhere. Shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, where'd it go? I don't know. This place is a, <laughs> this place is a mess. But anyway, I, I got on somewhere. the Billboard blues chart. I you did. Awesome. Congrats. Billboard. So for the week of October 3rd, the eighth best there it is the eighth best selling blues album uh according to billboard was that right there thanks to my fans thanks mm-hmm. to my friends to you to everybody who bought that cd because it was a goal of mine it was something i was working toward for a long time was to get on the billboard chart and you made it happen so thank you thank you Really cool. Congratulations, Lisa. All thanks to Red Sound Review. And Greg. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Anything going on? Nope. Nice shirt you got there, by the way. <laughs> Fucking right. Blue is the color. When, when's your album coming out, Greg? <clears throat> oh, same, I don't know. Same time as mine, right? Never? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we've been trying a lot of different things. <laughs> we had a problem with the tape, and we were trying to clean it up. And uh, right now we got it sitting in the sink with some dish soap and a car battery, and we're not sure if it's going to work or not, but we're praying like hell it will, and we'll have it out by March. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Rats Dan's Review. Guest stars. It's called Wallow Through the Elven Blood. <laughs> <laughs> RatsHoundReview.com. Uh, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, I, uh, YouTube. Please subscribe to the YouTube page. You can see all the video that we do, all the like, little special effects I add to the shows and bad editing. Uh, what was that? That cat? Uh, uh, the cat the, no, the cat hit the door and it made the security system beep. So yeah. go, please go do that. And please uh, go to Lisa's uh, Bandcamp page. White Crone, com, And LisaMann.Bandcamp. And LisaMann.Bandcamp.com. I'm going to be putting some of my back catalog up there in the next week or so. Real cool. And please subscribe to uh, Ralph's pages uh, or YouTube uh, channel. Oh, my God. I have Bandcamp, too. You do have Bandcamp? Yeah. What is it? Thrasherdie.Bandcamp.com? I guess. Uh, Thrasherdie is at Bandcamp. I know that. All right, well, just look up Thrasher Die <laughs> at Bandcamp. And uh, Almost Human 56 and uh, the Vieira Vault. You can find that on uh, his uh, iTunes. And uh, what's that? Uh, Spreaker that you're always on. And he's on YouTube. And no, not iTunes. Uh, Apple oh. Music, it's called now. That's called. Oh, they changed Apple the name. Apple Music Podcast. Oh, that's stupid. Uh, I hate when I change things, but uh, you can also find them on our Rats Out Review stuff too, as well. And and the really cool thing is, if you have if you have a uh, Alexa, you can say, Alexa, play Rats Out Review, and Rats Out Review will come up. Isn't that cool? 
Bonafide. Yeah, so now we're getting up there in the world. And just a warning, everybody out there, if you say Dr. Fuck, it'll give you herpes, so don't do that. It rocks out of reviews. That's it. Don't don't mention don't mention Dr. Fuck. <laughs> Why does it hurt when I pee? Hey, look at the bright side. You only catch herpes once. <laughs> you take that shit with you forever, like it's, luggage. Yeah. It's the gift, it's the gift <laughs> that keeps on giving. Right? That said that. Uh, uh, Eddie Murphy. Was it Eddie Murphy? Yeah, he says venereal disease is getting bad. Now you got AIDS that comes right out and kills motherfuckers. What's next? I guess you just put your dick in and it explode. Girl be sitting <laughs> on the bed like, maybe I should see a doctor about this. <laughs> <laughs> Boogie, are you, are you on that school? note, yeah, <laughs> I used to skip school and watch Delirious, so I've seen that quite a bit. One of the greatest stand-up comedies ever, was Delirious. Uh, oh, all right, God. we will see you guys now, next time. How would you like to? Bye. <laughs> Look at Charlie standing Bye. over there trying to eat a Frank with three third-degree motherfucking burns. Gus. Bye. <laughs> you gotta shut up so I can turn this off. Bye. What about Into the Unknown? Anything yeah. uh, stick out on that one? Um, the thing is, um, then we got uh, Bjarne Holm on drums. Right. I think yeah. that was, yeah, he played on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, I don't know if that changed the sound, but but the songs were stronger. Uh, some of the yeah. there was some yeah. quite some strong songs on that one. Yeah. Yeah, um, I said the uninvited guest. That's uh, that's a great song, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, and the video we did was uh, was fun. I was mm-hmm. standing over. I had to play my solo on, on the edge of this. Uh, uh, you you don't call it a mountain, but uh, there was a, it was a long, it was a big drop down, <laughs> and I was standing on the edge of it, looking down. Right. I said, "Shit!" <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, a, a sand dune. <laughs> what in the hell is that? Are you playing guitar Sorry. in the middle of the interview? Oh, I thought no, that was no, that that was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's writing new songs already while we're doing the interview. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See how good it's he is. Like when when the idea comes, you just go. No matter if you're <laughs> in a studio or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but yeah, uh, Bjorn, you can tell, definitely tell the difference between him and and Snowy because uh, I think Bjorn has a, a more. Um, Kind of more straight playing, and and he is, I guess, more of a harder hitter than uh, Snowy is. Yeah. Like Snowy seems to go all over the place, where Bjorn's yeah. just like kind of like you know, exactly right with the music. Bjorn is definitely a heavy rock drummer. Yeah, yeah. and that's why I, I chose him for uh, for my my new album, the Dennis Inferno. Right. Mm-hmm. He's he's he, I mean, Snowy was obvious for Dennis Sherman. And yeah. Bjarne is obvious for, for Inferno. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I'm very privileged, you know. I can pick out these excellent dramas, you know, for, for what's in my, my head, you know. Yeah. So. All right, so unfortunately, after Into the Unknown, you're gone. Why? Yeah, I have, uh, yeah, I have to go. The thing is that that was, uh, that was a very sad, uh, sad part of, uh, of, uh, of my life. And uh, this time around, it was not because of anybody who wanted to look like uh, Motley Crue or uh, angry with someone. I, um, I gave, my wife gave birth to my first uh, child. Mm-hmm. And it got, uh, it got, um, uh, it was, uh, you know, um, uh, auti- autistic. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got a, oh. Yeah, I got a handicapped child. Oh, 
Oh, wow. So, uh, of course, I had to drop anything uh, to be uh, near near my family at that point. Right, yeah. yeah. So it was heartbreaking, you know, to, to go to King and Hang and say, bye, guys, I, ha- I, I had to do this. Mm-hmm. And they understood. Yeah. And, I, and I said, you need another guitarist. And they say, no, wait, you know. But I say, let me, let me help you with this because I know a guy who can play my parts uh, and a nice guy, you know, mm-hmm. and a big fan of Merciful Fate, and that's a guy called Mike Wheat. Yeah, and uh, and then they uh, they uh, took him to audition, and he fitted perfectly. Mm. Very good. Yeah. yeah. So you 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 picked your own replacement, basically. I picked my yeah. I picked my cover. <laughs> so, how do you think the albums were? Uh, you know, after you left. Um. It's a lot different. A lot different. I have to say there was something missing. (laughs) But then again, uh, you know, with a smile on my face, you know, of course, I can always, if I, I can always locate stuff I would have done differently. uh, As, as I mean, if I was in, I would have done this and that and this. Uh, I mean, the the second one, uh, I think, was it called Nine? Nine. Nine? Yes. Yeah. That's better than uh, than uh, Dead Again, uh, in my opinion. Yep, yeah, but I was uh, to be honest, I was a bit disappointed when I heard that, uh, that again. Yeah, so uh, was I. Um, could, as as uh, compared to when I heard them uh, with uh, King Diamond after I left uh, after Abigail, then oh, I got yeah. very jealous. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't, yeah. I did, I didn't get jealous when I heard uh, that again, mm. because I, it was like it's okay, but uh, well, it was it, it was not really my taste. Right. Yeah, it lost that. It lost that uh, the chemistry that you and Hank had. Yeah, but then again, I mean, Mike Weed is a, is a brilliant guitarist. I mean, yeah, he he's is. not just good, he's a brilliant guitarist. Mm-hmm. So that, 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 I don't know. I mean, it, there was, it wasn't, it was like they were, they were not there 100% uh, on, right. that, on that album, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah it it got better they, on, the, on, the, on the, right. the one after, you know, yep. the, the nine album. That was, yeah, that so was I better. So. Yeah, I thought so too. I, I agree. I, I don't care for. Um, Dead again, probably the only Merciful Fate album I don't really like. It uh, just sounds mm. like the band on uh, autopilot. I mean, I mean, it was like uh, there was something missing, you know. Uh, yes, they, they, they were they were not there hundred percent as a composers and arrangers, in in my in my opinion. Even though the playing is excellent, but it, but it, it it lacked something, you know. Uh, but but that's my opinion, and uh, and I mean. It's not, it's not, I'm not to judge, uh, you yeah. know, what the work oh, sure. they did on that one, but uh, I prefer the one after. That was be- mm-hmm. far better in my book. Yeah. Yes. So. So, so do you think he fits, uh, Mike Weed fits into the, uh, his solo album better than he did with Merciful Fate? I think he's done way better with uh, King Diamond than. Oh yeah, he fits perfect. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's more—he's more like me in that band uh, compared to be me in uh, in Merciful Fate, if that makes sense. What I say, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more like—he's—he's more—it fits perfectly. These two, uh, Andy and Mike, it, uh, that's yeah. the perfect uh, combination, you know. I think so too. Yeah. 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 So why do you, when you uh, when you said when you said earlier if Merciful Fate ever did get back together. He, they mm-hmm. would have the uh, the last lineup of on the nine album. Why why do you think you wouldn't be asked to come back? I mean, uh, 
like I said, I'm ready and I'm in top form. I'm in top shape to do it. And I know the song by heart. Uh, and I know the fans will love it uh, to have uh, as much as the, the original lineup as possible. And I mean, with me and Hank on each side, that could be perfect. But then again, I know King he has his own ideas. And uh, I saw it's only a, a month ago, I saw an interview with him in a, in a magazine called Metalized. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, if, if, if he, he, uh, he do this, it would possibly be with the, the, the last lineup with the, yeah. with the Swedish guys. Right. So, I mean, I think he has something. It could have been with the Dennis Sherman thing, you know. Of, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not the guy who stands with my, my head in my hand, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Beg, yeah. begging him to, to let me in. Mm. I mean, yeah, it, it's, a, it's, it's, a long, yeah, it's a long story, you know. It yeah. takes something from all of us to be able to do that. And if somebody's not willing to to go all the way, then it makes no sense in my book. Right. Yeah. So I'm ready. Any, did you ever get any feedback from him for the uh, Dennis Sherman stuff? Uh, yeah, I got a fee. He he got very upset because of the oh, cover. Really? Yeah, oh, really? because it was too close to Don't Break the Oath. Uh, and I mean, it's the same artist who did the painting. So mm-hmm. so yeah. 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 So whose whose idea but, was I mean, that? Was that the record label's idea? Uh, no, we uh, the artist gave us uh, he gave us the the artwork and say uh, okay. do you like this? Uh, sure, oh, wow, that's <laughs> perfect, man. Yeah. And we we bought it from him, you know, and and used it on the album cover. Yeah. And uh, but that was not uh, very popular. <laughs> for I mean, for somebody, uh, yeah. So uh, I mean. I'm the first to uh, to raise my glass and, and and be happy if King get a nomination or, or have success with his uh, tour and and right. and things, you know. And I mean, there should be room to be happy uh, when you see uh, your old friends doing good. Uh, but I mean, oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Now I, I now I'm yeah. <laughs> I don't think we should go into this, but uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's, I, I believe it's a bit sad, but uh, yeah, yeah, we leave it there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, never, never say never, right? Sure, I, because I, like I said, I'm in, I'm in good shape and I'm informed to do it, and I'm ready anytime, any place, man. All right, and, and, and 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 what I do, I will do it for the fans first of all. I mean, I have so many people in my shop that come from all over the world to visit me. You know, from yeah, I mean, from Brazil, Greece, Canada, Malaysia, all over the world. To come, uh, you know, they go on vacation and drop by Copenhagen to to mm. say hello to Michael Dinner, you know. <laughs> so, um, and and they will love. I mean, they will die for it, you yeah. know. Yeah. A merciful fate reunion that will be the a very big thing, you know. Yeah, that's So, but I mean, it's up to him, you know. If he if he what he feels like, I can I cannot do more than I do. Exactly. Well, mm. well just stay in shape. Hope. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fans yeah. can only hope. Well, yeah. stay on here. I'm going to just end this quick and then we're going to go on to something else. So hold on. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you very much, Michael Denner, for coming on. And we really appreciate all the insight and all the backstories for all the Merciful Fate and King Diamond uh, albums that you were on. And uh, yeah, and we hope to have you back on again. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Thanks. All right.